1: Learn more at marines.com. For all, in, for all NBA warriors, you are now tuned into Golden Spaces with Matt and Justin.
0: What up, y'all? It's Nat and Justin. Golden Spaces, Odyssey Original Podcast. We're back. I hope you've enjoyed all the recent episodes we've been putting out. We're putting in this work, Justin, me and you, aren't we?
1: Yeah, popping them out.
0: Nice. Y'all better be listening downloading subscribing giving five-star reviews and ratings i'm just saying anyway uh, we are coming off a of warriors win a win a win another at-home win is this their 10th home win i think so yeah yeah so they're coming off a win versus uh, the, the houston rockets i don't want to dismiss them because they did just beat the Suns the other night, which actually made me happy. Shout out to, to the Rockets for doing good work for that. But um still, nonetheless, it was the Rockets. So this is a game we expected to win, right? So they should win. And um, they had a game. Um, this was a back-to-back. So they had a game right before that. They played Chicago. Also win both games, even though sometimes it got a little close. The Warriors pretty much had the games in hand, right? So I don't know. Do you want to start with Houston first, since this is the game we're recording right after, and then we can also talk a little bit about Chicago, or we could talk about both games together. I'm not sure that there was that much in either game. There's some things we can talk about, but why don't we get into the games, what you saw, what you thought. Streets telling me you've been talking about my boy Wiggins, so we might have to address that too. So... (laughs) Um, yeah, I mean, the Warriors won, so they're making us look good because we predicted that they're going to win the next five. So we're off to a good start since the last time we recorded.
1: Yeah, yeah, they, you know, took care of business, both the the Chicago game and the Houston game were kind of similar, like thinking about how they got out to Leeds early. Um, and then they just kind of let the foot off the gas a little bit, other team, Goes on a run, and you know, you know how that goes. But they ultimately took care of business at the very end. Um, Andrew had an amazing night tonight.
0: Should have had uh, nine threes.
1: Should have had nine threes. Well, yeah, his foot was, you know, he had the KD thing, toe on the line. If his shoe <laughs> yeah. size was was two sizes smaller, he would have got three. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's it's crazy that they had this level of shooting on the team. I think they were they were leaning a little bit. Into the three for sure. I think in the fourth quarter they might have take they took a handful of twos, period, in the fourth quarter. Um Yeah, it was a minute threes. before
0: they took some some twos because Yeah. I I think Looney took like the first two. It was like a midi, but mm-hmm.
1: yeah. Yeah, I wanna I mean like Steph took seventeen threes. <laughs> Jordan Poole took eight, Wiggins took ten. Um and I mean combined they made what is that twenty one? That's that's ridiculous. So, uh, yeah,
0: I mean, I feel like on nights like this, like Steph probably knows, like, these are not defenses that can stop him or do anything. So,
1: yeah. And it's it's a back to back second night of a back to back against this team that's full of young guys. That's all juiced up. They got to win. Um, they beat the Suns last night. Yeah. Yeah. So they juiced up. They are hyped up. They're ready. You know, and. Their team that just comes at you. They just keep coming in waves. They just come in. And their bench unit is full of young guys as well. So it was I think the Warriors knew it was going to be one of those games where the other team's just super high energy. Um so I don't I just think they just didn't have the the thought to just consistently attack the rim. Yeah. And the rockets switch a lot and they got quick guys and stuff like that. So they were just like, look, they're giving us the three, we're gonna take it. If they fall, we're probably gonna win. If they don't, then we're in trouble. But luckily they fell.
0: Using the Rockets' philosophy against them,
1: <laughs> right, right. The old Rockets, the so Jimmy, do, do the you, Jimmy Rockets.
0: <laughs> do you think this is real with Andrew Wiggins? This three, like, is he? I mean, look, they're they're gonna always, I think, opposing teams. I would imagine are still in terms of like if it's Andrew Clay and and um, Steph, the order of deference they're still gonna probably give is Steph Clay Andrew. But mm-hmm. do you think? this three is legitimate from Andrew that, like, you know, this is going to... Like, if he's shooting like this...
1: <laughs> right. They're, they're going to be impossible to stop once... We're just waiting on a game where, like, all four of their scores are on a heater. Um, I think that's coming. But I don't think they'll be playing many minutes that game because they'll just be blowing the other team out. But I do think the, the Andrew shot is real. I think... um Especially the spot up, the catch and shoot, you know, the step backs and all that type of stuff. That was kind of heat check stuff. He really had it going tonight. So he was, you know, putting up some shots that he normally probably wouldn't even attempt. But uh, overall, I think his three is real. I mean, last year he shot over or close to 40%. In the playoffs, it kind of went down because his defensive uh, responsibilities went up. And that's just, you know, everybody's two point percentage goes down in the playoffs because they're just exerting more energy in other areas of the game. But overall, I think. His shot form is just very solid. It looks clean. Um, it doesn't that's have a hitch or anything. Ask.
0: Like, have you yeah. seen any change in the way he's shooting his shot that like I don't know. I I have it no just, idea.
1: It just looks more comfortable, like smooth. Like he's not thinking about it. When he catches, he goes, he rides it straight up and shoots it. Um that's usually a telltale sign about like whether or not a guy is actually a good shooter, just how how quick they get into their shot, how smooth it looks. Does it look forced? Does it look like they're thinking about it? With Andrew, it doesn't look like either of those things. Um, it just comes off his fingers nice and, nice and easy. And he's just drilling them. You know, he has a high release point. He jumps high. Um, so yeah, he's just knocking them straight in.
0: Yeah, that makes me happy because you the tweet I'm referencing where I said you well, you talking about him. It wasn't just this tweet tonight. I don't think you were really talking about him, but it was something to do with gambling. And, you know, I don't understand the gambling stuff. So someone said you made some like, I don't know, analogy or you compared him to something. I really didn't know what it meant because I don't understand the gambling talk. And I was like, what did Justin say? Let me find out. So I don't even remember. So I can't really get about it. I don't think it was – I don't know what you were saying, to be honest. So I'll try to find it (laughs) while we're talking, maybe when we take a break. But um, tonight you were just like, his defense isn't, like, really all NBA defense where you thought it would be just because of, like, um, the way he was talking and saying that he wanted to be. Now, I'm curious, though, do you think some of that is about – because he sort of had to, like – pick up more of an offensive load for us. It's not just like, oh, Andrew's doing this well. Like clay was struggling for part of the season. Like mm-hmm. we've needed him to do that. So do you think some of it's like, he has to do more on the offensive end or do you think like he's, cause I feel like I'm sure he didn't give up that goal. So what do you, what do you think is going on?
1: Um, just to clarify, I mean, I think he's been very close to that. I just don't think that he separated himself from other guys in the league to get that nod. Um, but yeah, the offensive load, I think just overall, the team needing a little bit more from their starters than I think they anticipated is just kind of getting everybody a little bit more exerted. But as far as like all defense, um, I'm picturing his screen navigation being a little bit better. Um, you know, crashing the defensive glass a little bit more, just things like little things, you know, he's super close. Like I said, he's, he's been great on defense all season I'm just saying like all defense just looks a certain way I don't think he's quite been that um I think Draymond is around there like I don't even think Draymond has looked his best defensively this season um but yeah it's just something that I noticed you know
0: okay well I do want him to make all defensive team but there's still some time to turn that around but he certainly looked like an all-star and we got to get him on the team oh
1: yeah for sure for sure. I mean, he had, what, 37 tonight? 36? Yeah, 36. it would have been 37 if they counted that three. 36 on 19 shots. And would have been like, 39 he
0: his... if he made them damn free throws.
1: That's true. That's true. <laughs> Two free throws. Yep. Um, led the team plus 34. So definitely making a, a compelling all-star case. And yeah. He's been like this all season. I mean, offensively, he's been great defensively, but offensively he's been kind of off the chart for most of the season. Um, and, yeah, he's he's one of those players that if you need him to score more, he can kind of score more. If you need him to take a backseat because clay has got it going and Jordan's got it going, he's willing to do that as well. So ultimate warrior, ultimate team player.
0: Okay. And um... – what about Jordan Poole? Do we have Jordan Poole back? Like, is Poole back, back fully? I
1: think he got to put a few more games together. Also, yeah, so we got to make sure that ankle is okay. But he looks he looked comfortable out there. I think the whole thing about Jordan is, like, how comfortable is he when he's out there? You know, um, does he have another facilitator next to him? Does he have someone else that can take some defensive attention away from him so he can just focus on scoring? Is he locked in defensively, where he's, you know, just not being a traffic cone out there, so he can get out and run and transition and do what he does? Because he's super dangerous in transition, as we've seen. He got a nice dunk uh, against Shingun. He hit some threes. So I think he's getting there for sure. As if he's consistent like this, this is two great games in a row. Um, If he can do this for a few more games in a row, then I think we can say, yeah, he's he's back. You know, he just looks good.
0: A wise woman tweeted the other night that, like, she has to see a few more games from Jordan Poole to definitively say he's back. You know, that wise woman was me. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so I am in agreement with you, Justin. Um, You brought up his ankle, and I was going to go there. Do you think, because his tweaks seem to be worse than Steph's. They both tweaked their ankles tonight, but Jordan was, like, limping around out there.
1: Yeah. More so than I saw Steph doing. Right. I think Steph be having, like, extra stuff on his ankles, too, like padding and, like, braces and stuff, whatever. In uh, Jordan, I think he just probably just gets his ankles taped and then goes out there and plays. So
0: right. probably got
1: a little bit more of the impact on his ankle. But um, I'm not worried about it. I think, what, they got two days off? No, they, they only
0: played. got – Oh wait, no, they got one – no, because they play Monday.
1: Right, right, right. So, they okay, they got one, one day off. Yeah, they don't have
0: two nights off until after the – and then they got to fly to Utah to the altitude. So they have – after the Utah game, which is Wednesday, next Wednesday, they have Thursday and Friday off before Boston. I kind of feel like, you know, Kerr may want to just get Jordan some rest in one of these two games. You know, especially if Clay is going to be playing. Maybe Mm -hmm. throw Moody in. He played well tonight. Like, I think you can manage a game or two without Jordan – you know, so he can be ready later for that, that Boston game. Yeah. Indian, so Utah, probably. I just don't, I don't think he's needed for both of those. Like if it's lingering, I mean, I know they like to play it safe anyway, so they probably would, but I just feel like, cause it's going to feel worse tomorrow. The ankle, right. It's going to feel worse.
1: Yeah, probably. Um, but he's young though. So maybe it, he doesn't feel anything tomorrow. <laughs> uh, so we'll, we'll see. I think if it is lingering, like you said, if it's lingering, just sit him. Cause you won't necessarily like need him to beat a team like Indiana, even though they've been playing well, you don't need him to beat Utah. Um, but Boston, you would definitely need him. <laughs> so, yeah, absolutely. And Just just general in general, his health, you want him to be as healthy as possible. So if you got to sit him, then sit him and, uh,
0: and there are no back-to-backs. Yeah. So Clay should be able to play both of those games.
1: Right. And I think they said something earlier about like Clay eventually is going to start playing back-to-backs um, at some point this season. So yeah, we'll see about that. Yeah, Moody Moody, I think he earned some minutes, even though he did well, he was minus sixteen. I think that was just a lot of noise in that in his minutes that just right. it wasn't really his fault that they were minus sixteen. Right. Um even though he did make a few mistakes out there, but you gotta live with those, I think. Um but yeah, I think we he's ready for had, more what minutes.
0: five fouls, like please. That's,
1: that's like I don't saying. wanna
0: hear about Moody's goddamn mistakes because Kurt's like, Oh, you know, he fouls a lot. <laughs> Okay, let me I was about to cur, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. I, I, I was you, about
0: to be like ninja.
1: <laughs> right. <laughs> like my wigger.
0: <laughs> like like so <laughs> <come> on. <laughs> it's yeah. like you gotta be kidding me. Like Moody fouls a lot. What you think that dude Lamb is doing out there that you keep yeah. putting out there?
1: Right. Um, they're, I think they're, just, they're more comfortable with Lamb Because he's a little stronger, sturdier body So you feel more comfortable with him switching on the bigs In those situations than you do with Moody And he has Up to this point shown that he can do the Handoff stuff and all of that But it's like, just like we're seeing with jo- Jonathan Kaminga, if you give him enough reps And make sure that you Coach the, the areas that he Needs to be focusing on, I think over The course of three to four to five games He's going to start to pick that stuff up And that's going to pay more, way more dividends in the long, in the long run than with Lamb. Because one, you only get a certain amount of games with Lamb. And it's obvious that Lamb is not going to help you really in a playoff setting or anything beyond regular, a few regular season wins. So you need to invest in Moody a little bit more. Um, just try it out, give him a few more minutes. And like you said, he's not making any more mistakes or fouls than, than Lamb is doing. Lamb had five fouls and like, five minutes or something like that. Um, And Moody's way more dynamic offensively. What three or three for three or four for four from three today Right. um, can do more off the bounce. He just got to get more reps so he can understand the things that he needs to stop doing and avoid doing. Uh, So that's just been my take on Moody from the beginning, but we'll see.
0: Okay. Um, Why don't we break here? We got some more things to talk about. Um, but I think this is a nice time to take a break. So you're tuned in. You're tuned in to Golden and Spaces and Odyssey Original Podcast with Justin and Nat. We'll be right back. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. For
1: all all NBA warriors, you are now tuned into Golden Spaces with Matt and Justin.
0: And we're back. It's Golden Spaces, an Odyssey original podcast with Justin and Nat. Let's continue talking about the Dubs, Justin. So there's something I've noticed. And I mean, I don't think it's just with the last two games, but it definitely happened in the last two games. And the Warriors, and definitely versus the kinds of teams it should be happening for. Chicago isn't that good this year. The Rockets are a young team. They have talent, but they're not a good team yet, right? And the Warriors get out to these big leads. But, like I said, it's happened in other games earlier this season. And they haven't been able to sustain them. And I know, I know the cliche, it's a game of runs, blah, 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 blah. But the Warriors of old used to get these leads. And I'm not saying they never blew leads. But we used to, like, beat a lot of teams, and you know, by the third quarter. And it ended Steph and the other starters sometimes would be sitting And I just, I haven't seen a game that we were able to put away before the fourth, really. Like, Steph has had to come back in. um, And they let, you know, the moment Steph sort of comes back in, that's it. It's like a wrap, typically. Um, But, you know, he has to come back in. Like, they can't put the teams away despite getting these big leads. And I'm just not sure. Is that something to be concerned about?
1: Uh, For sure. I think it's not only that they're, like, not ending games. I think it's it's one of those things where they're getting out to big leads, as you said, and they're giving up big runs. It's like that goes beyond oh it's a game of runs, because teams shouldn't be going on fifteen to two runs on you. Like that's not a run you should be giving up if you're one of those better teams. I think maybe okay, a team outscores you in in a seven, eight minute span by six points, but you've been up twenty the whole time, like that's cool. But if they outscore you by 10, 11, 12, 13 points in, like, a three-minute, four-minute span, that's just not how how you're supposed to be playing basketball. Um, it happened against, like you said, Chicago. Uh, they gave up a huge run, and they gave up that run with, like, their guys in. Like, and I think it's just, you know, taking a foot off the gas. This is where the kind of, like, the championship hangover stuff can be brought up. Like, they're just not going to give it 110% focus at all points of the game. Um Steph has turned the ball over a lot in the last four or five games. And a lot of it is just like, Oh, that guy's not going to take, he's not going to pick this pass off. Like, you know, like just not being super focused, like just kind of like, yeah, we're, we're better than y'all. Like, and the other team is like, this is the game of our lives and we're going to play as hard as we possibly can. Right. So I think they just got to tighten up the, the focus a little bit. Some of it is still like second unit stuff. Um, I think today with, with clay out, the rotation was kinda a little shaky. Um and it's one of those things where the depth is so like so low now that mm-hmm. if one of the starters out, it is a little bit different. Um and Lamb had all his files, so he he had to sit and all type of stuff. So they played a lineup. I think it was Dre. Want to say Dre. Three Dre, uh, Jordan, Kaminga, Moody, and I want to say the fifth might have been Lamb or might have been Dante, but playing all three of the kids, if you include Jordan as as a kid, at the same time, it's a little it's a little tough. And then Dante in there, he you know he t- he turns the ball over sometimes. He makes some decisions that's a little bit questionable. So
0: you it was a tweet just weird. about him, like saying like Dante with too much power or some or too much <laughs> something like that. It was like yeah. Nervous.
1: I'm yeah, yeah. paraphrasing
0: you, but it was something along those lines. What did you mean by that?
1: Yeah, I meant that like if you put Dante in a lineup where he's like he's just one of the guys, right? He's he's making the connective passes, he's uh, he's just additional ball handling, he's a point of attack defender or like a group defender in there, then it's fine, right? He he allows his that allows his strengths to shine through, be able to stretch the floor and just you know, be a part of a good team. But if you are like, yo, Dante, we need you to run the point for in the next two, three minutes, he's going to start doing too much. Or it's like Dante, like, it was a point in the game where Dante was out there and Jordan and Steph were sitting. So it's essentially like Dante run the offense and he was taking like step backs and he was just like <laughs> doing too much, like turning it over. Um, so that's just that's what I was talking about. Like, he's a role player. He's not a guy that can run your offense like he's not. Sean Livingston or anything like that that could just settle settle everybody down. He's just a, a very good team offensive player, team defensive player, like solid role player, um, through and through. He'll make a couple plays here and there that are you know high quality plays, home run plays, but for the most part, he's a single hitter. And if you if you're asking him to make home run plays, it's going to be not great, I think.
0: And I don't even be watching baseball like that, but I get it. I get the reference that. <laughs> Justin is good at this, y'all. Like, he should be a teacher of sports and stuff like that. He really breaks (laughs) down things so well. No, really, you do. It's one of the qualities that I really like about you and why I like working with you and why we're doing this podcast together. Because, you know, I don't be teaching nothing. I just be talking shit. (laughs) 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 Hey,
1: nobody. very few people talk shit better, so. Thank you.
0: If at all. Oh, <laughs> if, if at all. <laughs> and laughing. And apparently, usually, you know what? I get a lot of compliments on my laugh, which I don't get, but I do I get a lot of compliments, but I don't get why people like my laugh so much. But um someone is not a fan of my laugh. Um I think many of our listeners know if not, I, I um work on a show Brother from Another on Peacock TV. Um and so, some uh, some some listener, someone who watched the show, doesn't like me or my laugh. Call my laugh a fake laugh. It's like, wow,
1: haters. wow, haters. Why
0: is my laugh catching strays for no reason? So, um, but yeah. Then no, also, I was like in the 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 cafeteria, or whatever I work, and this I was I I don't know why I was laughing, but you know I laugh often. And some woman just walked up to me. She's just like. Oh my God, you have the best laugh. It is so infectious. It's like I oh, thank you. Thank
1: you, lady. <laughs> right. Spread love. Spread right. spread love.
0: So yeah, but back back to basketball. So yeah. Justin's great. So thank you again for being my um partner. Um so in terms of 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 you know, in terms of The trend, like them giving up these leads, like you said, some of it's championship hangover. Some of it was like the, you know, clay being out tonight. But the, like, I'm never worried about the starters when they do it. I don't like when they do it, but I know that if they need to lock in, they can Mm. lock in and do what they need to do. But what does the team have to do collectively? Is it just a matter of that, or what? Like, what needs to happen so that that trend doesn't continue?
1: Well, the easiest thing to do would be getting in some more getting another player right (laughs) um (laughs) just another another good player that you can rely on um but internally just i think they settle a lot they go for a lot of it's they're the type of team where it's like the ceiling is extremely high because it's the plays that they make are unconventional and they go for a lot of home run plays and they hit a lot of them um you know steph clay jordan some of the shots that they take and make that's part of what makes the warrior special, but there are those it's a high variance type of um play style, right? For people who don't know what that means, it's like it can go well, it can go bad. It's just it's kind of unpredictable. But you know, there there are moments where they're taking a lot of these shots that are just crazy shots that we have seen them hit a lot, but sometimes they don't go in. The other team gets a little bit momentum, you know, um and momentum carries in basketball in all sports, right? It, guys that usually won't hit a shot or Will hit that shot because they got the momentum going in the game. Um, so I think that's kind of what it is. Uh, but usually they have, I mean, the teams from the past have had a lot more uh, veterans on the on the bench and just throughout the roster that would just settle the team down and okay, say, okay, we're not going to go crazy with these shots right now. You know, for the most part of this dynasty, Dre, Clay, and Steph have been the young guys, you know, have been the, a part of the younger group on a team and they've been surrounded by guys that have been in the league three, four, five years, longer than them. Now they're the elder statesmen and they're trying to calm everybody else down. Um, So it's just, it's just a lot to navigate, but for the most part, like you said, the starters can lock in whenever they need to, it just kind of got to get the younger guys to be able to follow suit, which that comes with experience and and reps.
0: I wish I would have just had you with me the other day when I was on, um, I was on the air with Dr. Jason Johnson. Do you know who that is? He's like a he's on like MSNBC a lot, like a political contributor, lots of things. But anyway, it doesn't matter. Um, he tried to tell me momentum isn't real in sports. I said, what? Like, hmm. you're crazy. We were going back and forth. We were talking about a bunch of stuff, but he's just like, you know, it's like when people say momentum in sports, that's not a real thing. So we had a little debate about that, but I disagreed strongly. But
1: yeah. it definitely <laughs> is. I can't really explain it. But it definitely is. Uh.
0: <laughs> Absolutely is. I'm like, come on. Come on. So, but, um, so, yeah. So, the other, well, you know, another trend I like? Well, I didn't like the other one, so I would say another one I like. So, let me talk about a trend I like, since that was one I didn't like. Um, mm-hmm. Draymond. Draymond's offensive player. Glimpses <laughs> of uh, 2016 Dre. Like, who is this player we're watching over the last? Not just the last couple of games. I mean, he's just been doing more on the court offensively.
1: Yeah, that um that damage control is just going is coursing through his veins right now, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and that contract. That contract plus the damage control. No, I'm just kidding. But um he just looks more confident, more more comfortable in the shot. You can tell that he was working on his game over the summer. Um he was in a lot of those Rico Hines. I don't know, I'm not sure if you heard of Rico Hines, but he holds like NBA pro runs over the yeah. summer, and he was in. Draymond was in quite a few of those, and didn't he looked.
0: Steph do one of those?
1: Steph did. I think one or two days of those, um, and yeah, he just looked like he just played a lot of basketball over the se- uh, over the summer. Didn't come into the season, needed to get on that peloton like the last few se- like a few seasons ago. We he looked a little out of shape, but he came into the season in shape, ready to shoot. Um, so is looking all right. He hit his first one, didn't make one after that, but. He passed MJ, so that that's a big accomplishment in anything. Passed really. MJ in
0: what now? What passed him in what?
1: He passed him in, in career three pointers made.
0: Draymond Green, <laughs> so you're telling me they look into the record books? Draymond Green will have made more three pointers than Michael Jordan.
1: Yep, I'm pretty sure, in less time too. No, I'm just kidding. Obviously, Michael. But Jordan what you're telling shoot things,
0: me but... is that Draymond is the goat. That's what you're telling me.
1: Pretty much. I mean, he can guard one through five, and he's a better shooter than Michael Jordan. So. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, you know, what? look, I'm about to derail our conversation. Um, so I was having a debate with someone because you just said guard one through five, and it triggered something for me. So I was having a debate on the TL because, um someone was making the argument that Kevin Durant is the most portable player. And yet, you know, it's like mm-hmm. that doesn't seem to be relevant for purposes of like best player combos. So I was like, well, for one, even if you are the most portable player that doesn't make you the best player, but also he's not the most portable player, but a very portable player. <laughs> right. So that was my response. Uh, well, who else? I said, well, Steph. (laughs) But um, others chimed in. They were like Giannis um, Hmm. and Jokic. Hmm.
1: Mm.
0: On, On Giannis, you disagree on that one?
1: I disagree on Giannis and Jokic.
0: I mean, I just think Steph is more portable. I don't really care about the others. But I just... You know what it is with Kevin? And I know people think I'm a Katie hater. What I feel like with Kevin has always been done... And I mean, it's a little similar like the other night. So you had a tweet where it's just, like where people were just like, he can get any shot he wants. And then you were like, that's the shot he gets. <laughs> or, you know, you can, mm-hmm. or, or once he can shoot over anybody, whatever, something like that. I just feel right. like people talk about him theoretically in terms of what he can be, but not what yeah. he actually is or does. Right. It's like, he can guard yeah. one through five. I said, really? Can he? You know, they're like, like, you could plot him into be a center. I'm like, if he's going to be your five, that team is not doing much. Is he even going to make it through the season as a, like, what? Do we, I was like, listen, unless he can do all those things at like, to me, a good enough level that it's really impactful for the team, then I don't know that I really care that he's, you know, if I'm going to accept your premise that he's um, the most portable, then like because there's so many of those things that like i don't think he's like i don't think he's a great playmaker you know i like he just there's just he doesn't do all those things well so i don't know or like that great so i just don't think he's like this person you know people always talk about oh like he can defend i'm like he can but he never does it consistently on a night-to-night basis for like long like you know long enough for you to be like saying like oh he's this great defender i just people just talk about him theoretically too much. And I feel like if he can do all these things you guys are telling me, most portable and can play one through five and guard one through five, his team wouldn't be getting swept. It would not be getting swept. (laughs) And the the, the ceilings of his team would be higher on the Nets. I mean, he was with the Warriors. And I know that, like, you know, OKC won a lot of games, but I just – I don't think he's this player that he's 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 an amazing player. He's an all time great. So I don't want anyone to take away from what I'm saying. But I just think people theoretically tell me things about KD that are not act, like what actually happens.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I agree. I think like you said, people talk about him theoretically. Right. Like is you you project what you think he is based on like his what his skill set and what his physical attributes allow him to be able to do but you don't see all of those things at all times um, at a super elite level at every single thing, you know, like it just doesn't, it doesn't make a lot of like you, you think about it, like, okay, you create a player on 2k, right? Everybody's going to make KD. That's always the sentence. Like if you create a player on 2k, you're going to make him seven foot, be able to shoot jumpers, have handles, be athletic, be able to guard multiple uh, positions and stuff like that as well. So, Like, when people think about basketball, they think about it as if it's 2K. Like, oh, he's a creative player, so he got to be the best player. He can do everything. Like Shea said, he can do everything that Steph can do, but he's seven foot. It's just not the case, right? It just doesn't happen that way. Um, Big cap. Yeah. Yeah, it's just (laughs) (laughs) people fall in love with the height. And like you said, he's obviously a Hall of Famer, one of the greatest of all time. But I think people talk about him. As if he's like he's slightly they people they talk about him slightly better than he actually is, and it's been the case for a while. Um but like like you said, he's an all-time great. It's just I had a tweet a while ago and I said like like if you think KD's the best player, sure, like he's the best player in the league if he has a table set for him to be that, right? When you when he doesn't have to worry about being the engine of the offense. And setting everybody up and doing all type of stuff, then sure, his efficiency is going to go through the roof and he's going to average 35 points in the finals, right? When he doesn't have to worry about anchoring a defense because he has a guy like Draymond Green next to him, then sure, he's going to look like a cheat code defensively because he can be a help side uh, shot blocker and switch on the people and stuff like that. Um, so once you have an offensive and a defensive engine next to him, he's going to look – even better than he than he is. But when you remove those things, you start to see it some flaws in his game. And they're very little flaws and they're minor because he's still top whatever player in the league and top whatever right. player of all time. But they are flaws that need to be acknowledged a little bit more when you talk about him next to Peak LeBron and Steph and Giannis now and all this type of stuff. So I just think it gets overlooked a little bit too much for my liking. But it it is what it is. I like KD um so he's a great player whatever
0: i don't hate katie i know people think that i don't hate anyone but yeah i'm just like whatever anyway i derailed the combo but that was still a fun combo so why don't we break and come back and uh we'll get into some more stuff it's golden spaces with nat and justin we'll be right back
1: For all NBA warriors, you are now tuned into Golden Spaces with Nat and Justin.
0: One. We're back. Did you miss us? Of course you did. It's Golden Spaces, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm Nat. That's Justin. Oh, you can't see him. i would be talking to y'all like y'all can see us on video soon. Soon come. Soon come. But um, I'm Nat and that's Justin. So... um. The Warriors are now two games over 500. Two games over 500. I I can't believe this is a thing at this point in the season. It's just, it's so ridiculous to me. And I didn't even do like the tweets that I should have tonight. But like, this is why you win the games you're supposed to. And you don't choke away. You know, you just don't trick away games. Because Steph tweets an ankle. Jordan tweets an ankle. Now, I think Steph is going to be fine. And we'll be able to play. But and, and maybe pool will, too. We don't know. His looked a little worse. But imagine, like, if you would have had a bigger cushion, like, that's not as alarming if you don't have to play pool for a few days, right? Or now you have the luxury to say, you know what? Let's just sit him. And then you might have to ultimately do that. But, and like we said, it's maybe fortunate because the next two teams are probably teams they can do it without him. But it's just like, that's why you win the games. You win the games that you're supposed to win. And you you don't trick away games because you
1: don't know Mm -hmm. what's on the line. Yep. I think ultimately, you know, we we hope that they end up top three seed or somewhere around there, but it's so jumbled up in the West, you can't help but always go back to those three games against Detroit, Orlando, and Charlotte. If they win those games, they are 16-8 and right now, which would be first in the conference. Um, But now they got to focus on winning their next few games so they can climb up to probably around third or fourth. Right, like, still, still for the taking.
0: Definitely still for the taking, but like it just you made it harder than it needed to be. Um. So, but the Warriors are two games above five hundred, nonetheless. Um. They're in what seventh place right now.
1: They are in six. I just checked. They updated that Utah loss Okay. So they are out of playing range right now.
0: Oh! oh, we not in the playing. Okay Okay. <laughs> <laughs> So, Justin, please, I need you to be serious, okay? Stop playing. Wow, wow. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the Warriors are in sixth place. Who's ahead of them? I'm trying to get to the standings right now. Um, um,
1: Phoenix is first. Denver second. New Orleans third. Memphis fourth. Sacramento is fifth. Sacramento okay. a half game ahead. Memphis is one game Denver and New Orleans are two games ahead, and Phoenix is three games ahead.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, we going – I mean, the Kings are good. They're they're real this year. I don't think that they're, like, making it out the West, but I think they could stay out of the play-in potentially.
1: Yeah, I do too. Um. Because the teams that are in the play in right now are the Clippers, Jazz, Trailblazers, and Mavericks. I think the Kings are better than the Jazz and the Trailblazers. The Mavericks got some stuff to figure out. They they probably better than the Mavericks too, to be honest. But and then the Clippers just can't get healthy, so they are probably Clippers the
0: only one if they can get like healthy soon that mm-hmm. maybe could like sneak back up in there. But I think like the Utah Jazz, like we this is they're gonna probably be a play in team at best. Um Yep. I think Portland, though, Dame has been out. They were playing well while he was there. So, but I still don't think they're, you know, they'll probably be in playing range to Dallas. Yeah. And then many, like now they've lost like cat for a while. Not that they were playing that well with him, but. um, These might be the top six teams. The order may change between them, but the, these might be the top six. The teams who are here right now. Currently.
1: Mm-hmm. I think the, yeah. Phoenix, Denver, New Orleans, Memphis, and Golden State I think for sure will be the top five unless someone gets hurt on on one of those teams.
0: Who are the top five again?
1: Phoenix, Denver, New Orleans, Memphis, and I think Golden State will end up leaping Sacramento. I agree. Um, okay. And we, those we, would we be leaping
0: them. Memphis and New Orleans too. we we not less yeah. than three. We leaping all them, people.
1: Yeah, I think so too. But I think Sacramento is no higher than six. Unless someone gets hurt from one of those other teams I just mentioned.
0: Right. Okay. All right. Sixth place. Six is my favorite number two. So I think they did it for me. Um, all right. So we got some games coming up. We got some games coming up. Um, we already okay. mentioned next game is Indy. It just always hurts my heart when we play um, a team that has Halliburton on it. I don't want to say always indie because he wasn't there like his entire career. But just every time the Warriors play against him, and I watch him, I'm just like, oh, he's the one. He's the one for me because that's mm-hmm. that's who I was like. I like this Halliburton guy. Um, I just would sort have of looked like. Could you imagine him on this team?
1: Ugh. Yeah, his like, personality like, like fits too. More.
0: I'm sorry. Go ahead.
1: And no, I'm saying his personality fits too.
0: Yes, like I like him way more than like the love fest that everyone was having with LaMelo, to be honest, you know. Um
1: he might be I mean he might be a better player than LaMelo at this point, too.
0: Yeah, I mean I think that I think a lot of I get it, the whole like you you draft the best talent and all that. And so you draft for talent, not fit. I get all of that. But look, James Wiseman is unlikely to be who the Warriors thought he was gonna be. Whatever, fine. Um, like I said, I don't really give them that much grief for the pick because he was projected top three pick like that he was going to go in the top three. So I don't think like they pick some pick where it's just like, what, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, so I'm, I'm not going to kill them for that because it's hindsight now. They're just the ones who got the guy who wasn't, you know, who didn't turn out to really be what we thought he was going to be fine. But he, people killed them a lot because they were like, they didn't really like LaMelo in terms of like, you know, whether it was his father or, you know, just like kind of his reputation, the way he appears. So like, like, you know, some of the stuff he does. So it was just like, they they were also into Wiseman because they just thought he was a better culture fit, um, mm-hmm. you know, and whatever. And they sort of got killed for that. Now, look, there's some things I didn't like. Like, i was just like, kind of like oh you know he kn- he knows other languages and he's well-spoken I always get a little funny when like white people are talking about you know um black people and their intelligence being well-spoken it's like a you know like oh yeah you know like mm-hmm. like it's so surprising sort of a thing um but I do think though there is something to be said about like fit right and like fitting in With the culture. And I just I feel like people overlook that so much. And a lot of the times when there are certain players that I've kind of been like, no, I don't want on this team, that's often what it was about. Ben Simmons. I'm like, Y'all see all the stuff he does on his other teams. Why do you want Ben Simmons on the team? Why? You know, it's like um there were other people. Um, we just talked about it the other day with like Miles Turner, and I was like, I don't know if I want him because He seems to make commotion, you know, like I know people are just like and like to me, those are just like not, you know, like they're not like like and even KD was a fucking lot. But he's Kevin Durant. Like I just like, you know, it it, to me, it does matter. And like Kevin Durant did affect the chemistry of the team. It's talked about. Or it's alluded to, right? Like, Mm -hmm. that's a real thing. So I just don't get why people get so upset about that because it does matter. It, It really does matter. And like Halliburton, the reason I'm so like in love with him, like you said, he fits, right? Like, like it's not just like his skill and ability, but he would fit on this squad. And I remember at the time him making comments like, oh, I could learn from Steph. And it's just like, why didn't you go for Halliburton? Why? Anyway, wasn't meant to be, but I love him.
1: Yeah, he's a monster. Um, and you can just only imagine how much easier he would make someone's life like Jordan Poole.
0: <laughs> I still can't believe they traded him. Do you think SAC, like when you look at how they're doing this year, do you still think it was the right thing that they did?
1: Yeah. I mean I think they committed to De'Aaron Fox, it was one or the other. And De'Aaron is at,
0: them to play together.
1: Not and be not be the best version of themselves together. No. I don't okay. think so. Um, I think they knew it. I think De'Aaron probably felt that way as well. Um, and De'Aaron is having the best year of his career. Halliburton is obviously having a breakout season, so it worked out individually for them too. And then the Pacers and the, the Kings are, um, I want to say they might be tied for their record, but they both have really good records. Um, so it's worked out team-wise as well. So Bonas is having a great season. So I think it worked out for both sides. I think long-term, obviously, it, it could get a little bit rough for Sack just because I think Halliburton is is on his way to something uh, potentially higher than what maybe Darren Fox can get to, even though De'Aaron Fox is a great player. I think Halliburton might have a little bit more dynamic, like a high, higher ceiling offensively just because of his playmaking ability is kind of off the chart. So long-term, it could be more in Indiana's favor, but right now it's, it's looking good. Um, De'Aaron and Sabonis are both fairly young, so they should be good for the near future as well. And Mike Brown is a great coach, so yeah, worked out both sides. But if he was in Golden State, it would be, it would be crazy. I know some people would be like, well, maybe he wouldn't have developed the same, maybe not, but he still clearly has a skill set that Golden State could have worked with and cultivated up to this point. And it would be his third year now, so he probably would be very nice for Golden State right now.
0: Yeah, and he also, like, he was very, like, like, he was invested in the Kings, right? I mean, he was, like, devastated because, like, he, like, wanted to build them up. And, like, you know, he has, like, what you want in your guy, you know? And so you just know he'll buy in. He'll, look, it wasn't meant to be because his star was meant to shine elsewhere. But, damn it, I love me somehow. (laughs) Um, but they play Indy next. They play Indy next. So um, we're assuming right now that, like, everyone's going to play. But potentially, I, I expect Steph to play. But potentially, potentially, let's say maybe Jordan doesn't play. So they're, they have Indy coming up. Still should be a game that they should win, though, right?
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, Indy's got some got some guys, but the Warriors should handle them fairly easily. Um, they take care of business with the starting lineup and then the second unit just make sure they don't give up a huge run. It's it'll be the same like the last few games where they're just kind of just comfortably ahead and they just gotta make sure that they coast the right way and not just give up a huge lead. But I don't think Indiana will pose that much of a threat, but we'll see. I wanna yeah. say Indiana I was gonna say I wanna say Indiana beat them like the last two or three seasons in a row, though, at least one time. So they got some with Indiana, but they, they should be do.
0: Because even when they went to Indiana and won, it was, like, very hard for them to win that game.
1: <laughs> yeah, for some reason, the Pacers just give them some issues.
0: Right, which is why I was like, that won't be an easy game. Um, So, Indy, it'll be hard fought. Then they're going to go to altitude and go to Utah. Um, So... Those are the next two games, but we're still saying wins, right?
1: Yeah. Still so then
0: that. it's it's Boston comes to town. Now we know that uh, for a game like this we expect everyone to be locked in for the Boston game. Yeah. Um, and Boston hasn't lost many games. They did just lose the other night to the Heat, but they have not lost many games. They have the best record in the NBA.
1: They're tough. We got the best offense, I think, statistically, maybe of all time right now. <laughs> okay, but that's uh, not
0: real.
1: Yeah, I think that their shooting is gonna regress a little bit, but their process is still really, really good. They just get a good shot a lot of the time. Um and they got two dudes that's putting up almost sixty a game combined. So if we can stop those two dudes, I think we'll be in pretty good shape
0: if we can stop them right. i'm skeptical um, Oh, and when i say <laughs> it's fake that's like it's not even about like i don't think that their offense is really good it's more so that i'm like the i refuse shooting. to believe that any offense is ever better than the 2017 warriors so like you're i'm just not gonna be convinced <laughs> of that i'm sorry i don't care what the actual final number is that is the best offense of all time
1: yeah, I mean, that one's up there. I think one of those uh, Showtime Lakers ones is up there as far as offensive rating as well. Celtics has got a lot of guys that are extremely hot from three right now, and I think they're going to cool down a little bit. So that number is probably going to drop. But we we can't be the team that they continue to be hot against because, yeah, they're going to yeah. play defense when it when – it, I think they're going to play – like their defense is about 15th this season. Or mid mid of the pack, but I think they're going to be locked in defensively against the Warriors, just because.
0: Absolutely, <laughs> we so, beat them in the finals. They're coming right. back to show that, like, they already think you know. You already had, um, what's the one that went to the same school with stuff?
1: Went to the same school.
0: Not 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 at the same time, but um, what's his name? The little light skin one on the Celtics.
1: I don't know who are you talk. Yes, about?
0: you do. Grant Grant is that his name?
1: Grant, Williams.
0: grant yeah he did he go to davidson
1: no nah, i don't think he went to davidson
0: he didn't then why did they have him talking when steph got his like he went
1: to, he went to tennessee i have no clue why he was there
0: <laughs> oh i thought he went there because they were like remember he was talking about like yeah what so why why did that happen
1: they probably just reached out to him. I don't. know. I have <laughs> no idea. They were like, he was like, I yeah, you he he got was a also ring before. an
0: alum or something. Nah. That is so random.
1: Maybe he was. Nah, I have no clue the affiliation.
0: Okay. All right. Well, whatever. Um. So yeah, Grant. Um. You remember, he was like, well, we should have won, or we felt we should have. You know.
1: Yeah. So he was like, with a better team, but they, but they executed better. It was some one of those like.
0: The, what that didn't make no sense. sense. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> Shout out to Grant Williams,
0: though. Yeah. So they're co- they're coming locked in, um, but I also think the Warriors are going to be locked in for them. So, and the Celtics Warriors battles over the years have always been good. They usually split them over the season. Yeah. Um, Both of these teams are capable of winning in each other's homes. So, um, we said we would like them to be five and zero to start that big road trip. Um, we said they're going to be 5-0. and But that, you know, as long as they don't do anything stupid when they go to Utah or, you know, whatever. Indy, like, they really should win. They're at home. But that's going to be the game. That's the game.
1: So, Boston. Yeah. Do they play Milwaukee right after that, the next day?
0: No, not the next day.
1: Okay. I think they just, I mean. Because they go on the road. I mean, yeah, you want to win both games, but I think a split between back to back games of not back to back, but you know, because they can games. lose to
0: Indiana and in Indy. That's fine. Just go in there and do what you got to do with Milwaukee. So after the Boston game, they have two, they, they travel, but they have two nights before they play Milwaukee. But then Indy's the second night of the back to back. So if Indy loses in Golden State, you know, whatever, fine. Losing Indy, some people may not even play. And then you got Philly on Friday. Right. A game that I will be in attendance for. <laughs> <laughs> All right. It's time. It's time for us to conclude. Is there anything else you wanted to say, Justin?
1: Nah. Shout out to Wiggins. Um, Should have got his career high in threes. I know. That sucks. They took one away. Shoe
0: size, Wiggins. Shoe size. That's what they right. told me for Katie. So that's what I'm going to say for you.
1: <laughs> yep.
0: He looked a little sad too. He's like, oh, like his face, not like really, really distraught, but like, oh, my foot was on the line.
1: <laughs> hope
0: it's okay. You still my baby Wiggins. <laughs> anyway.
1: Yeah, hope JP and stuff ankles are all right. Ice them up, and then yeah, get some more wins. Stack Let's them. get it.
0: Let's get it. Let's go, Dubs. All right, y'all. Until next time, we'll be back. I told you at the beginning, but you know the drill. Make sure you subscribe. Tell your friends about it. Follow us on on Twitter, Instagram, at Golden Spaces Pod. Leave a five-star review and rating. We appreciate you. And we will be back for the next game, which is Indiana. Take care. Have a great weekend. We're out.